good people. It's Reg. It's Stone. And right now, for a low price of 4823 we've got five Lysol boxes. That's right. The most important item. Some of y'all are out there stunting with your Philippe watches, with your expensive cars. We have the most important item of this pandemic, Lysol wipes. Imagine you're right there right now flexing for your YouTube hip-hop video, trying to get those streams, and bam, you roll up in the range, pulling out two or three of those beautiful wipes. Imagine the clout. Imagine the views. Imagine the likes. You can hit us up right now at RegidStone.com. we got all your disaffected needs. <laughs> Fam, I, I, I'm waiting for the supreme Lysol collab. <laughs> that needs to happen. <laughs> Supreme Lysol, like make it happen. It would be low key fire though. I, I, cause I could imagine like it would come in like a fucking, probably like a metal tin can with that Supreme logo and then the Lysol and like a dope ass font on the side. That would be kind of type fire. I, I, I would, I actually might, I might line up for that just because I'm actually all out of Lysol wipes and they, that's probably the only way I can get it. But, but, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, look, the the mask game is going to be popping this summer. The oh, yeah. The mask game is kind of crazy. Uh, shout out to our girl, Vicky. Vicky wearing, like, the prince mask and everything. The mask game is on fire right now. So, Dude, look, even, everything. Even... <laughs> yeah. Old Navy was flipping, like, the, the designer masks and shit. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a whole new level of hype beast. You know what I'm saying? You know, I feel you. Like, like, everything's game right now. Everything is game. So, yo, you, you got that, <laughs> that designer Lysol? Like, like, <laughs> like where at? Where at? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and speaking of people who probably will be hawking designer Lysol. Womp womp. they're out of jobs. Uh, I mean, look, um, Pitchfork furloughed employees this week. Vice furloughed employees this week. Uh, You know, obviously, like media and advertising is taking a huge hit. I know a couple people from that industry just got laid off. It is what it is, fam. it's kind of crazy, but the pitchfork one. I mean, look, it's it's not. I feel like it's you know it's not surprising, right? Like a lot of these companies, and I'm probably going to get some 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 flames for this. But a lot of these companies were were literally just kind of on eggshells before the pandemic, right? Like yeah, a lot, a lot of, a lot of, of media. Com- yeah, <laughs> yeah, a lot of media, and especially music media, has it's been. It's been day to day, so it shouldn't be surprising that Pitchfork laid off like twenty people. Um, the thing that's going to be weird is what are they going to do, right? Are they going to like have more freelancers? Are they going to do more payola? Um, you know, there's still going to be a demand, right? So how are they going to fill that demand? Um, and that that to me is going to be like the most interesting thing, especially with Vice too. Like 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 Vice, Vice has been problematic from day one. <laughs> <laughs> but like the the whatever like the Rupert Murdoch Disney whatever Vice is now um, has always also been problematic as well. So um, I'm not gonna say it's a huge loss for music media, maybe on the Pitchfork side. But like again, um, 
somebody needs to fill this void. It's going to be interesting to see where that void is filled. If it's going to be uh, more independent voices or if it's just going to be um, them hiring the independent voices as freelancers um, and cutting them like a little bit of ch- uh, a change, but not giving them health insurance, right? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no health insurance. You probably have the rate you were getting for articles before. I mean, I think it's it is it's maybe I'm myopic because uh, Shasta there's a there's a writer I follow who actually used to work on Vice, but she um got let go a couple of uh a couple of layoffs ago, which is probably what 2000 and, 2019, <laughs> two or three layoff cycles ago. But uh, she had a point is it's like maybe it's time for us to have more writer, creator generated content kind of sites. The interesting about this all, if you think about it, is that you've got all these talented writers out there and, and they just kind of need a home. Obviously, the money isn't there, but the money isn't there anyway. So it's like it's, yeah. this is a kind of a weird space of where if you want to kind of strike, you can. I think of what happened with L.A. Weekly, where it got bought up by like, you know, these dudes who definitely weren't like the local RT types. It was like basically like, you know, Republicans from the outer suburbs and like basically how they kind of rallied up and made, you know, I think it's Jeff Weiss kind of built up a new magazine to focus on, you know, local acts. And even though that magazine doesn't necessarily have the same pull and the same fucking, uh, like, you know, it, they really can't come out every week like, you know, LA Weekly was, but it's the idea of where, hey, there's a space here. Going back to the idea of where there's like a, a gap. Like, it's, like you said, it's, it's, it's got to get served. It'd be one thing if it was a failure. So the problem is not necessarily a failure of the medium, the problem is more along the lines of the failure of the money. You've got things of where, you know, going back to the idea of where, you know, Facebook, Google takes up their share. You know, you know, once advertisers are pulling away like they're doing in this pandemic, you lose more of that. It's like it's weird. You've got the audience, you've got the people and there's that divide. Some people are making it happen. You've got patrons, you've got sub stacks for articles. There's and people and people are kind of making money off of it. It's just it, it reminds me of the earlier Napster days of where it's like. You've got, you've got, you've got the, you've got the medium here. Is this how do you make money off of it? And like, I, you could go either way. You could go, you could hopefully you could go to a space of where it's a little bit more like Bandcamp. It's like, oh, money goes direct to the creator. People are able to make a little bit of a living. It's not that it's not that bad. Or it could go the way of Spotify, where it's like a big corporation comes in, you know, cook, aggregates all the content, and nobody gets the money off of it. It's it sucks. It's it's one of those things where it's just like I don't want to kind of diss people's jobs because you know like our feeds has all been all you know laid off this and that. I've been there for X amount of years, and you know, like you said, it's not even just music. It's a lot of I've seen people who are doing you know stuff on early tech. You know, like it's it's, it's kind of why it's lost. But I do think there's an opportunity there because you know, like like not to be funny, we're all going to be indoors, more indoors, more in front of our devices, more looking to be entertained, more looking for ways to be connected because we're not connected in real life. So I think there's an opportunity there. But you know, as usual, it all sucks. And you know, you know, hopefully everybody knocking wood, y'all land on your feet, and you know, new shit comes out of this. So. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And speaking of new shit, I mean, there is a, a huge hiring announcement. Um, Sony Music, and that's PlayStation Sony, the actual music division of Sony has posted job openings for game designers, which, look, I'm not telling people that they need to learn to code because coding oh, is fucking hard. Oh, look at you. <laughs> look at Mr. O- Mr. 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 Online Troll. No, I mean, coding is hard. It's terrible. Don't do it. But I do think it's interesting, right? Like, I do think there there are these, like, very interesting new opportunities that, opportunities that are popping up. 
Uh, and obviously, I don't know if uh, Travis Scott is signed to Sony or not. Um, but, you know, obviously somebody's looked at the, the stream numbers of Travis Scott doing that virtual concert and seeing like 12, 13, 14 million people attending and seeing the opportunity. Um, and look, we're living in a world where we don't know when the live music experience is going to come back. So, you know, we're kind of crying around these IG lives and we're crying around like, you know, um, like Zooms and things like that. Um, but at a certain point now, you know, cause look, and I was telling you before the podcast in March, we're like, Oh, it's going to be like two weeks, four weeks, you know, we'll, we'll be back in our office. Like we'll be back in like, whatever. It'll be back you know, <laughs> by like April, May. Right. <laughs> now they're talking about end of like 2021 end of the year. Right. So now you have to start looking at where your revenue streams are going to come from and, you know, again, like, like if you're a creative, like you have to start making these new opportunities. Um, cause like, like the, the world is completely changed. Um, so look, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Sony music thing. Um, and, but I'm actually kind of glad to see that they're kind of thinking outside of the box. And, um, the only thing I hope is that like, there's ways that that kind of, Thing can trickle down to like independent creators, right? Like you know, not everybody can be a Travis Scott, so we have to figure yeah. out ways that we can create virtual experiences for you know, like like people who are on, on Bandcamp and on on SoundCloud, you know. So it's insane. It's it's insane. It's, 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 it's a brave new world. It's a whole insane. new world. Insane. <laughs> but uh. Speaking, of, but going back to influence, let's go. Let's talk about like the, the new verses, you know, the, the the most recent one where it's like, you know, again we can crack jokes about technical difficulties because apparently he old rappers cannot get it together hundred percent. Look, I I don't know what uh, internet provider Nelly has. I'm not gonna blame Nelly. I'm gonna blame oh, no, whoever. It was the storms. It was the quote unquote storms. Okay, like like yeah. like Time Warner or Comcast, whatever he had. Um, obviously, uh, Ludacris had that Fios. That's all I want to say. Because <laughs> Ludacris was crisp. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. No, but but go, even going back to the idea of like opportunities, right? So bam. So despite Nelly messing it up, the the, the what well, even the rumor? So somebody basically said that right now they kind of have it down to the science. You know, Timberland and and fucking. And Swiss, they have a little versus pack that shows up at your house, probably like, you know, by by fucking, by FedEx, where it's basically, it's got all you need to set up. I believe it's got uh, instructions and it's got its backup hotspot also. Oh, wow. So yeah. So it goes back to the idea of where even with, again, now, obviously, as anybody knows in tech, user error goes a long way. <laughs> But the thing is, you have this idea of where these dudes basically put together this little pack that follows that, that gets goes around the country every week, and give and, they, and we have this like these shows happening. So it's it's weird where, like you said, it's it's a matter of kind of adjusting to it. Like I said, it's it's I'm just waiting for a time of where it feels like there's never a time of where we see this is what happens. So creators comes out there, they they build something new, they put do something great. Like in this case, in verses, it's it's a labor of love. It's very cool, and then suddenly a corporation comes and does it. And like I remember, I think somebody cracked a joke. There's like it's only a matter of time before it's like Britney Spears x Timberlake, you know, versus for like oh, pay-per-view. Like you, you yeah. cracked that joke, fam. Oh, I did. Yeah, shit. <laughs> but yeah, it's, you said it's, Taylor, Taylor Swift and um, uh, Homegirl, and uh, who's Taylor Swift's like 
pop rival. Anyway, anyway, oh, yeah, yeah, shit. I, I, I pre-cracked that joke. I read it again. I was like, oh, that's new. Damn, the drinking, <laughs> the pandemic drinking has got me. But anyway, yeah, it's the idea of where. So I'm hoping again. You've got all these ways of making money. You've got Patreon. You've got fucking. You can just fucking PayPal people, Cash App. Like I said, I'm just hoping this is probably the one time that now that the corporations are kind of caught like soft-footed that we're able to kind of get there first and figure something out first, and before you know it comes down the line. And like like you said, you kind of have to give it up to certain things you can't do. Like nobody's gonna go into Fortnite and have a Travis Scott esque fucking <laughs> you know mega thing, and and that's good too. Like I we all like our blockbuster, larger than life shows. Like I hope that doesn't end. But at the same time, it's like there's got to be something. Like I said, hopefully, like when everything writes itself, that this time we'll have a piece of the pie or break a piece of the pie. So that's it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And 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 um, you know, in terms of the actual event, the versus event, um, I caught the tail end of it. Um, you know, Luda. First off, Luda is actually probably one of my my sleeper top 10 rappers. Um, He he actually has a flow. He's comical. He has hits. Um, But he's barred the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Nelly, Nelly, you know, I think, you know, technical difficulties aside, doesn't just have, like, the hits to kind of go toe-to-toe with Luda. And I think it's fine. You know, I, I think like 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 it's not about the actual verses part of it. It's more about the stories, and it's more about the camaraderie, and it's more about the respect um, between the two artists and the actual community. So I'm not I'm not gonna hate on, on, on Nelly, you know. He like he showed up, you know, his career is his is his career, you know. Yeah. It is what it is. Um But yeah, you know, I I think it's gonna be very interesting. I know Shout out to my girl Fadia, Instagram music. I know, like, they're actually, like, completely pivoting their whole product plan um, to kind of, I guess, accommodate more of these things. It's going to be very... She was the one who was involved, apparently, in the pack, too, actually. That pack has been flying around. I heard her name drop, too, specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, not not surprised. Yeah, not Mm. surprised. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, it's going to be very interesting. And I think like now they're trying to build out ways for people to kind of like, uh, like tip jars and things like that. So, um, you know, I think in the next couple, couple months, you're going to have people like you're, you know, look, I just told you before this, this, this podcast, I paid some money to go attend a virtual comedy club, which is fucking off the chain, you know? Um, uh, so I think, you know, yeah, we're going to get back to a point where, uh, we're going to have these virtual experiences. We're going to be able to pay artists. Um, and like I said, you know, we all got to adapt. So, you know. Mm-hmm. The, the, the show must go on. Look show at must go yeah, on, The man. show must go on. Da, da, da. Um, and what else? A, a, a lot of weird, because we were discussing it, where it looked like it was going to be a really good week for women. <laughs> oh, my and, and now, as usual, the the... The fuzzy math comes in that that good old you know Wall Street Hollywood esque math where suddenly things that should make sense don't make sense. So like last week you had Doja Cat and Nicki Minaj looking like to be number one. You had you know the 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 Savage remix with Megan Thee Stallion and Beyonce. You had all all these great fucking just very. It, it just seemed like the, the the world of women rappers were ruling ruling the world. And then suddenly this week. <laughs> The patriarchy strike. I blame future, actually. There it is. You know, suddenly you had 
<laughs> it was a beautiful thing. You had two female MC talents licking together Doja Cat. You had fucking Megan Thee Stallion and Beyonce licking together. You had all, all this, all this feminist, you know, fucking fuck the patriarchy. Everything needs to be equal shit. And then what happens? The God comes down, you know, the two tablets of misogyny in both hands. And now he, he has he has wiped the slate clean. And now we're back to Justin Bieber for number one song. What the fuck? So, so all right. So, first off, I do have to say that was last week's number one. Doja yes. Cat like, was number one last week. Number two was Megan Thee Stallion and Beyonce, right? Like, that did happen. So, you know what? First off, let's pause and celebrate that moment, right? Yes. Like, that was a historic moment. Um, basically, like, the last time we had a black female as a part of a duo or whatever um, become number one, and one and two was in 2009, right? So that's like, or uh, no, yeah, shit, 2009. So over, <laughs> Damn. over 10 years, right? Wow. And it was Rihanna and, and Eminem, which is kind of crazy. I don't even know what that, 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 that track was. Like, I, like, how did that even happen, right? So you had that happen in 2009. Um, and then in 2020, you had, yeah, Doja Cat and Nicki Minaj, and you had Megan Thee Stallion and Beyonce. The first time in history that one and two were all females of color. So nice. that did happen. Right. That was not, that's not fake news. That did happen. Um, and it lasted for a week. Um, but on top of that, and I was trying to figure out what happened, but Nikki got stripped of her um, her credit from the Doja track, uh, Doja Cat track, which I don't understand. So that happened, which is weird. Was it because maybe I, I, I even though I know it's going to be this, but I'll throw this out there. Maybe it's because they were kind of extremes of the the non remix. Maybe maybe there was, or maybe something where, like you know, probably maybe somebody Spotify or Apple Music messed up and somehow whoopity whoop whoop whoop, and they felt like she wasn't because like it's her remix. Like she's it's it's a diff, it's 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 a remix in the in the ye old tradition. You know, the old tradition of of remixes where you know the rapper yeah, comes in, drops their strong sixteen, and bounces out. I was trying like. Google like what was happening because I saw on Twitter, but like the people, it was just all like you know pissed off Nicki Minaj fans, and, like <laughs> nobody had any sources, so I didn't know if it was like real or fake news, right? So I was trying to Google before um, this podcast, and I, I didn't pull up any actual solid articles. Um, There's just like tweets saying that Nicki Minaj had pulled, um, which again, like I, I feel like it's almost like. You know, you can't have four black women on top, right? Like you, you gotta like find some technicality. Yeah, that's <laughs> you low. have to find something. There's some rule book from 1955. Yeah, it's literally 1955. <laughs> <laughs> that somebody pulled out from a fucking from you know the caves. <laughs> Below the Billboard headquarters, it's it's in it's in the Jim Crow era of the Billboard manual. <laughs> you know, like like back when R and B was called race music, real, like real real. That's real. That's real facts. Um, mm. But yeah, like it, so. Regardless of that, you know, and then now it's like Justin Bieber, Bieber, and Ariana Grande, like. I don't know, man. I mean, I, I'm I'm just going to 
my mind is still next week because what is time, right? Like I'm I'm still going to celebrate um, the fact that like, you had four black women on the top of you know the Billboard charts, and I will you know I'm not a huge Nicki Minaj fan, but I'm going to give Nicki Minaj her credit. She's a part of that track. <laughs> she was on top of the Billboard last week. Yeah. Well deserved. I mean, like I said, it's something where it's the scary thing is, like you said, it's it's considering how much pop music is POC, considering how much pop music is POC of a large amount of POC females, at least, you know, as far as signifiers, as far as trendsetters, that is a crazy ass fact. It took fucking that long for that to kind of happen. That itself is fucking insane. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's and again, like the new number one, both Justin Bieber and Nicki and uh, Ariana Grande owe a, a tremendous debt to black music, right? Yo, um, yeah, oh shit, you're right. Fuck, oh, that's blatantly <laughs> actually shit. Yeah, oh fuck, I didn't even, yeah, so, I didn't even, yeah, that's crazy actually, shit. <laughs> um, anyway, and then I guess like uh, this week, your boy Six Nine says that Billboard is cheating. Ugh. It's <laughs> the only thing is I'll say is I, and I've I've gotten used to and you probably the same. It's like I've gotten used to being asshole artists being assholes. That's fine. I'll let it slide. It, it, other things he's done, I have a little bit harder problem getting around as far as fucking you know child molestation, yada yada yada. But yeah, here, I could at least turn that part of my brain off and say if this song bangs or doesn't bang. R. Kelly, horrible human being, but it has some songs that bang. Don't fuck with his songs, but I can admit, objectively, song bangs. This, 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 what is it, Goomba shit does not bang. <laughs> it's just trash. It's, it's like at least Gummo had a certain energy to it, a certain whatever, whatever. This is just a fucking, just distorted fucking 808 kicks. And him just, just ranting on it. There's nothing, there's no hook, there's no fucking, it just seems like trash. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And, you know, look, he, he got number three. Um, and I think it's, it's, the system now, I think, needs to be revisited. You know, I, I think, um, like, Drake didn't speak up, but I guess he didn't get the number one album because I forgot who got the number one album. But that person sold a bunch of ticket bundles to a concert that won't exist, right? Um, so, like, the ways of gaming the system need to be investigated. And, you know, the system is changing again, right? Like, like, like you know, look, I'm not surprised that 6 9 got number three on the billboard. But it's also, I guess, he was also accused of using bots to stream his album, you know? So... I feel I feel like we we still are trying to figure out what makes sense in 2020 with what 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 is popular, right? Um, and I don't think there's like a really clear cut answer to it. I understand like we need to like have these charts because we we want to like be able to like quantify like what's popular. But I feel like the Billboard chart as as a you know signifier of of music quality, I think, um, hopefully, um, we'll, we'll start walking away from that. But I know it means a lot to artists, you know, like, like Doja Cat getting number one last week, that meant a huge, huge, huge thing to her, right? 
So I want to actually acknowledge that as well. But um, I can acknowledge that, but I also can say that this, we need to kind of reevaluate all this shit because it's, it's 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 mad shady. <laughs> oh, it's it's and it's weird. It, it kind of reminds me of the same way, like like you know how the um, like of the Grammys, how a lot of it is just that. The unfortunate thing is being number one in Billboard also is a form of advertisement. And once you kind of yeah. have that in play, it's just like people don't want to win it because it's, I mean, obviously they want to win it because there's a certain level of, I've accomplished something, there's a certain level of honor in it, but also the record labels kind of want people to kind of get that because that's free advertisement and fucking, you know, in Billboard Magazine and XXXX, you know, when you put the fucking splash on a fucking webpage pop-up saying it's the number one album, saying it's the number one this, saying it's the number one of that, helps with advertising. So what kind of sucks about it is the idea is that as far as being a pure metric of music, it could be that, but unfortunately it's not. It's also a big leg of pushing these records, and that's the problem. It's like, it's like almost like inherently corrupt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. Yeah. But on that note, like we, we've done enough talking about the ladies. Let's talk about the, 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 the Jesus of misogyny, new music, future. Life is good. <laughs> He's out here thinking his baby mama's on Twitter, you know what I'm saying? He's doing the Lord's work by just keeping the fuckboy dream alive. You too can be a horrible person and still win at life. <laughs> There's a future fan that is going to reach out to me and like get mad. And I'm going to redirect that person to you, fam. Hey, man, I, I, I am a fan of future. I feel that sometimes you, you've got to embrace your inner scumbaggery. Like, you know, I feel that if, if you've got a snotty-nosed 19-year-old pretty boy dude who's just running a lot of game out there, why should he not have his own music to listen to? As he's out there being this little fuckboy, why can't he have his own fuckboy anthems? I feel like it's only right. I feel like I feel like in 2020, everybody should be. It's like the idea of you should be the star of your own movie, and you should have your own soundtrack. And Future is there for a very specific reason, and I love him for it. Yeah, no, definitely. Look, I. I so first off, and I think I've said this in the podcast before. I am waiting for the 444 album of Future, like, <laughs> like that. Future and Drake, like, like, like those albums, and maybe they'll do it together. Maybe it'll be another one time it is to be alive, like, <laughs> you know, but like, I, I, I feel like, I don't know, man, like once, once, I don't know, like once, once you kind of get to that point, like you'll know, and I'm, I'm so excited for that. I don't know. So this, this album, High, High Off Life, look, I'm not... I wasn't a Future fan before all of this. Uh, I think Future had in the past like a lot of hits and a lot of anthems and a lot of like you know um, just great production. And I feel like this album just didn't really do anything for me. Um, it just didn't. It, I don't know. I, I I just feel like it's like Future is just dropping shit now. Like he's he's in the studio. He's recording. His studio is probably in you know his living room. You know, I feel like he he was like quarantined before the pandemic. You know, he's <laughs> quarantined on that distancing, You know, um, I don't know. There, like, there was nothing about this project that that really kind of stood out to me. It just kind of sounded like background noise in a lot of ways. Um, maybe I need to listen to it a little bit more, but I'm not really. There's nothing that I'm just kind of like completely 
you know, oh man, features back. Um, there are no risks. There's no like 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 Hendrix or things like that where I thought he was doing something really cool. Um, but correct me if I'm wrong, fam. Oh no no, it's it's something where. All right, so I look at it in this way, where like Drake, like we discussed, like like let's look at look, since they're breast bros, look at Drake's album, right? So that dropped. We both kind of went in on the idea of where it sounded tired. Like Drake doesn't really sound energetic. It sounds like Drake by the numbers. It uh, he doesn't just sound enthused. With me and this future record is the idea of where it's kind of like the opposite of where he he knows his lane. And you're right, like unlike a Hendrix, where he's gonna do something more R and B. You know, he's just or like he's just like, look, I'm gonna give you, I don't know, probably how long? I feel like it's almost twenty tracks of album. It's fucking long as shit as usual, but it's like I'm just gonna give you your hour plus of feature. That's it. And for me, it's very much in that lane. Is it the the highs of a DS2? No, but is it the lows of some of his middling stuff? Nah, it's kind of nice, nice middle of the road future, and. I, I don't know how to describe it. It's for me is I actually like like for me I could see why people kind of say and I could see how a kid kind of say that it's not it's a little like you know samey because it is very samey. There's nothing here that you haven't heard Future do differently. The only thing I've heard differently is arguably there's two tracks on here where there's some B switches. Maybe I feel like I don't think Future's rattled with P switch, but that's kind of hard to kind of say like that's the big <laughs> the big innovation here is the idea that you know a beat slows down and the beat switches towards the end. But like at the same time, I still feel like Future's still doing interesting stuff here. You still have the the classic Future just 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 you know throw away you know horrible bars you know hor- horribly misogynistic bars. Um, it's it's weird. It's the idea of where like I'm not gonna be like this is a dope album. But if you're a future fan, this is, this is a it's a it's a solid future album. Like it's it's if you're a future hive, if you if the streets are thirsty, you know what I'm saying. Right now you're at home, you know what I'm saying. You really can't you know put the game on face to face, but you got to do the little fucking you know your little your little FaceTimes, your little Instagram DMs. You have to you have to spread your toxicity in different ways. I feel like Future's there for you. He's got he's got your theme song in the background, and you know, like it's it's like I said, it's not a high tier Future, but I still think it's a very solid Future record. So I liked it. Yeah, all right. I mean, I, I, I'll give it another spin. I, I I just I'm not a Future fan, so for me, if he's trying to do fan service, like he's just it's just gonna go over my head, you know. True, it's, it true, is true. what it is. Um, but I feel like his career as of late is literally just kind of fan service, right? Like I don't feel like he's trying to maybe get a person like me, right? He's not trying to like reach out to me where I feel like a Drake is kind of like he's, he's trying, you know? Um, so anyway, enough about that. Um, I, I want to shout out, um, an album that I stumbled upon today, actually on my new music pick. Um, this dude Reason, Ooh. who's uh, TDE affiliated, da, da, da. so the the symbol of quality TDE. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's actually kind of interesting because like I so basically um, he has a new track of Schoolboy Q called Pop Shit, which is dope, you know. And I, I listen to it, it's like ah, oh, this is cool. I've been on the search for new hip hop just because. I feel like I've been listening to a lot of like experimental R and B basically, and that's what the algorithm just continues to shovel my way. Yeah, so I'm trying to like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to like, you know, like do a pivot towards hip hop. Um, and 
I stumbled upon his 2018 album called There You Have It. Um, I really like it just because I think it harkens back to storytelling and it kind of harkens back to the, the MC as like storyteller and also to there's a there's a track here called Colored Dreams, which is basically reason in the mind of somebody who just killed somebody. And this person's in jail and kind of going through. And it's funny, too, because, like, I, I guess, like, the character, like, like, reasons from, like, California, the character's in, like, Milwaukee or some shit like that, you know, like, and kind of just talking about, like, you know, this person confessing to his mother, like what the what what they did, uh, and how they feel after killing somebody, and how the how fucked up the game is, right? Mm. And I was like, damn, that's deep, dude. That's like, <laughs> and we've had these moments of greatness in hip hop before, so it's like it's not nothing new. But I think the only thing that's new about it is I feel like we've kind of moved away from that and it's really, it's a really cool kind of um, embrace of that type of storytelling um, again. And also too, I, uh, I forgot the, the other um, uh, track, but there's this other thing kind of, ta- kind of talking about him being a misogynist. Right. And I, don't, I think it's the character too, where he's like, he's doing like, you know, like, I like, you know, I got my, my my baby mama, but this other girl gave me like something on the side, and and kind of like it's him rapping as him kind of like maybe reasoning for his like fuckboy behavior. <laughs> <laughs> so not future, but <laughs> shots fired. Um, but no, I, I think it's really interesting, and I, I don't think it's like a perfect album. Um, this this album, there you have it. But I do think it's kind of it's. I I feel like it'd be very interesting to see um, where this artist goes. But I like the idea of like storytelling in hip hop, especially now. Like I would love to do have have him like do a rap about the pandemic, right? Like you know, because I'm just like, dude, I can listen to you rap about any type of storytelling. <laughs> So, uh, it's, so it's yeah, weird. yeah. Because with TDE, if you think about it, like, and it's so obviously they've got a great lineup. We we give that to them. But also going back to the idea of being a great storyteller, all their rappers are really good at just, like introspection. Isaiah Rashad, obviously Kendrick, even J Rock, who's a little more knucklehead. He approaches from the from the angle of you know I'm doing dumb shit, but I know I'm dumb. Absol. You know what I'm saying? Schoolboy Q is even on some like, you know, you know, we we're gonna die for this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's that it's it's weird where they able to draw from a talent pool that as like it's because like I said, it's going back to the idea of future, right? Future's not out there dropping fucking eighteen pounds of fucking lean a day. A lot of it is just put on, a lot of it is just fucking for show. But it's interesting to how like T D has this roster of like really good, just almost like 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 novelists, if that makes any word sense. Like really yeah, you know, yeah, definitely. You know, deep thought behind their words. It's you know, emotional aspect to all their stories. it's there's never anything where it's just like, oh, we're just gonna do a club track or yada yada yada, or I'm just gonna be emo because this is what's happening in, you know, as far as SoundCloud rap is concerned. It's like there's this really strong writers, period. 
Yeah, so, yeah. no, definitely. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, to the point where I'm like, dude, y'all should write the West Coast version of The Wire. Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> as written by TDE. Like, I, I will be here for that. It's a fucking pandemic. Every idea is on the table. <laughs> that would be awesome, though. Oh, shit. <laughs> Like, you know, they're like, oh, well, you know, I don't know. Like, you know, like, who are you going to pitch it to? Like, just film it on your fucking iPhones. Like, every <laughs> idea is on the table right now. So just yeah, do I, it. Dog, I was, I was remarking that, like, you know, if it's weird when you watch, because I was at my parents' house and I was walking by and then it's like, oh, shit. Is it's like, you've got, like, these shows that, in theory, are well-produced, multi-million dollar, multi-billion dollar corporations, and it's basically just, like, fucking YouTube, YouTube circa 1998 video clips on, on public TV. So it's just like, what can you, it's, it's like I said, it's, it's don't let quality <laughs> be the barrier to whatever you want to do right now. We'll take what we can get in the pandemic. Exactly. Biggers cannot be choosers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Mm. On that note, people. On that note. I guess next week we'll talk about Mr. Moses. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, I, you know, I, I, want, I, I listened to it. It's a double album from Moses Sumney. We'll definitely talk about it next week. Um, we talked about it a lot because, like, like, half the album we've already heard. So I didn't want to, like, spend too much time on it. But, uh, but yeah, no, we, we can talk about it. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll go deep. All right. Yeah. Anyway, y'all, as usual, we love y'all. If y'all see anything along the lines of Lysol, bleach, <laughs> or rubbing alcohol, please hit, a, hit us up <laughs> at our Gmail Dude, accounts. We, we, we're, right about off set, uh, we're about to set up an Etsy store, man. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's get this paper. I'm saying, man, it's wide open. <laughs> wide open capitalism. <laughs> Anyway, we love y'all. <laughs> Peace. Peace.